come on in. Welcome to the Dorsey Den. Sit your butt down. And we are back like that with a football bat. Wow. Crack my back. Please stop. And whack. What's up, everybody? I am DJ Doris E. And I'm Maya Dorsey. And this is another edition of the Dorsey Den podcast. I'll say this is another edition of the podcast. But I got to tell y'all, it's us. I'm back for another weakness of, um, you know, that couch talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get it. So, you know, I, I am one who likes to jump right into it. But let me bring up something first. So, have you heard... You know, I'll be looking at people talking about investing now. Now, one thing I will say is I love the fact that people are just more open to talking about investing. Because, you know, when we was growing up, people was talking about everybody wanted to be like an athlete or a music artist. Mm -hmm. But it's good to see people talking about investing. That's me saying that first. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, today I was listening to something that that made me think about the past. Because history always repeats itself, right? Yep. So you remember during 2020, during the quarantine, people was jumping all over AMC stock. And people was jumping on um, GameStop. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think which two. It was AMC and GameStop. And yeah, no, I missed out on AMC, but go ahead. But I just couldn't believe it because, number one, you know what my prediction was about movie theaters, that they was going downhill. Yeah, and I think they're still going to go downhill. They definitely going like they're downhill. They're not going to make a comeback. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They're, it's they're, they're, they are only going to be around for big stuff. Yeah, it's, like the, begin- for me- it's the beginning of the end, oh, yeah. which is so sad because when you think about I like the movie theater experience. Like, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to watching the movies um, with my girls, you know, in a couple weeks. But now it's like you can just go right on HBO Max. Like, same day as in theaters, it's on HBO Max. So you it's know. like buy a subscription to HBO and pay, I don't know, $15, $20 a month mm-hmm. and get unlimited movies that's coming out every week. Like, that's crazy. For us, well, for me, number one, I'm a big fan of Marvel movies. I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. That's the only way I'm going to the theaters is to see a blockbuster movie. But I don't think you did the last time. What do you mean? I think there was something that came out recently and you were like, no, I'm just going to watch it here at the house. That, well, it that was come, a Marvel something. Well, that's coming out. That's coming out in a couple No, of, it was a couple months ago. No, no, I went to go see Shanghai. You seen Shanghai, but before Shanghai, what did you watch? Oh, Black Widow. Yeah. I watched Black Widow here at home. Yeah. I ordered it on Disney Plus, and I watched it out here. I forgot about that. And then Eternals, that's coming out this week or next week. And I'm at the place where I'm like, you know what? I can wait for that to be on Disney Plus. Yeah. So I'm like, I knew it was something. And, and then, too, like you said, you can order stuff. And it's not the same experience. I mean, it's to me, it's not. I know you feel what you like talking well, about being at home. Yeah, being oh, at home versus not. being in, in the movie theater. It's not the same experience because no. see, like for instance, when I went to go see Endgame, Avengers Endgame, just to hear the reaction of the people 
there's a bunch. Only the people that's gonna go see that stuff are the fans. I mean that hardcore fans. How the how the, how the speakers are pounding and you can just feel there is just no feel ex- everything in your chair like it, it's not even the same. though now don't mistake even though I believe the ex- the the movie theaters is the begin we're at the beginning of the downfall. Don't mistake, I love the movie experience for blockbuster mm-hmm. because because too. Like you said, you got streaming. A lot of ways we're able to watch movies is through streaming. I'm not going to the movies to see a movie unless there's some big booms, blow up, fighting, stuff like that. But I think what's amazing is how is Redbox still surviving? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. When I went to Kroger, well, I you was still, like, you still we still got Redbox? Uh, Jay said that the other day, too, when we was leaving Kroger. Um, but you still have a generation of people who still live and die by a Blu-ray CD play or DVD. DVR. I mean, DVD. Yes. Stefan Marcellus is one of them. Um, <laughs> that's one of our people's. It's one of our, our people, people's our weeple people's the Marcellus is both really, you know, they still yeah, like that. DVD is a big movie fan. And then you have some people who lives by the model of, I actually own it. Nobody could take it from me. Well, that's you. And so for me, I was stuck. No, that's between- not me. I don't care for DVDs. That's what I'm saying. You're you wanna you wanna stream it, have it forever, not worry about a disc and all of that. I was still old school disc. Mm-hmm. I got outvoted because there is no nothing in here to stick a DVR the DVD in. Well, the Xbox, but any yeah, there's nothing. To put, we have no DVD players. We have none of that because you have taken that stuff out the house. It's like it's a thing of the past. Because your preferred method to watch movies is streaming, and it's easier to get to. You you log right into Apple TV. But I get it, and I and I think it's gonna be a regret because I think in some way that kind of stuff is gonna come back in some way. What? I think DVDs or some sort of way for you to play movies. Vintage, I don't know. vintage, just yeah, like maybe vintage, yeah. Just like an eight track. Because it was something the other day that I was like, "Dang, I can make. I could have made some money had I not listened to Terrence and, <laughs> and kept my stuff." But you know, because now the kid, our generation is everything is vintage. You know, the Whitney Houston T shirts. You know, the MTV. I was just taking Jay to um, Target the Run other DMC, day. Run DMC. So pop. like that stuff is considered vintage. So mm-hmm. they're like pulling that stuff out I'm like dang I should have kept on my Coca-Cola t-shirts and all my stuff because now that's cool but you don't know so, you really don't know what's gonna come, come and go what's gonna come back that's why people hold I mean, on re- stuff records tried to make a comeback but it tried to make a comeback in a time where it was kind of like I got Spotify I got Apple Music well that's one Amazon of the Christmas music. gifts that I'm looking at for like my dad is they have this, like, new age record player. Like, my dad and my mom still have their records from back in the 60s and the 70s. I mean... They mean literally still have their records. But that means something to that generation. Right. So, I'm like... But to this new generation, But now it's Bluetooth, and so they can play it differently. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm interested. I might, you know, end up getting that for one of them for Christmas. Because I'm just curious to see, like, what they feel like the sound experience is. It's vintage. I mean, it's... Well, that's not vintage. That's their. That's the new age. But see, experience but of the, what they, you know, that was the record era. Right, but think about it like this: you have quality, 
Records is more of the analog sound. Where when we got VCRs, that was still, I'm sorry. Yeah, cassettes. I'm, I'm thinking about movies. But when we got tape players, that was still analog. But the quality went up. Because when you think about a record, you drop that needle. You hear that little, you know, that little airy type of. The, you can hear the needle on the actual record mm-hmm. as it's playing. And don't let a scratch get on it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's over. And then the tapes came out. The quality got a little bit better. Well, we can even go back to 8-track, but, you know, 8-track. But records been around during the 8-tracks. And then CDs came out. Yeah, and we quali- thought we was doing something when we got the CDs. Yeah, it CDs like- became more a digital format. Because mm-hmm. it was a laser. You know what I mean? And then MP3s came out, which was through the computer. You had to play it through the computer. So the quality was getting better. I noticed something. I was at I was DJing an event this weekend, and I played something from the 70s. And the quality of the sound, I had to turn up my volume. Like, it didn't match the volume of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm talking from a technical aspect, but the quality. So... You play a record now, I'm sure records, like you said, it was Bluetooth. It's the vintage feel with the newer technology, Mm -hmm. which is cool. But me, I'm all about ease. And this new generation is too. But this stuff is going to come back because when you look at the top um, Christmas items for this upcoming Christmas, it is what you would consider the vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen like a tape player. I've seen like the Polaroid camera. Yeah, I don't, I can't um, understand how the Polaroids came back. The but Polaroid camera where it's now like the film. It's kind of like a, um, a photo booth. You know how it prints out this strip. Mm-hmm. So like they have that now that the kids who are, or adults or whomever take a picture and it comes out like in this little strip. Um, so, like, these are the top holiday items, gift items. And I'm like, they're old school. I mean, it's it's like old school is now making a comeback. Because think about it. You can only, I think Apple at some point, okay, we see it with the flip phone. Mm-hmm. We see flip phones coming out. And it's like, we thought we were doing it when we didn't have to have a flip phone. Motorola. And now that the flip phone, I forgot who is, who's, who brought the flip phone back the, right now. It's a flip phone. Um, I guess seen it advertised within Samsung. the last couple of months. Samsung. So they have brought the flip phone. So it's like, okay, is Apple going to duplicate that? You can only do new for so long before it gets, like, boring. So mm-hmm. let's let's go back into the past and let's pull something back and yeah. make it current. So, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like you get rid of yourself. Think about clothes. History, history repeats it itself. It will repeat itself. In a know? newer format, though. I mean, and a, yeah, but definitely the 2.0. Mm-hmm. But it, it does. It comes right back around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but some people have their, like, when it comes to records, especially of that generation, it, it just means something. You know, what, what's the, what's the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When something has this, it means something to you. Uh, sentimental sen- value. Yeah, has a sentimental value. So, and that's cool. That's cool. Because honestly, you know, even as a music lover and as a DJ, I would love to have a room where I just got my records just 
stashed and like it just it just has a feel to it. You know Listen. what I mean? It's almost like a statement piece. That and it's almost like a yeah, a statement, but it's like a, a time in history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I think about the C D collection I had and the artists that I had and just remember going to get it because oh my god that so and so's album was about to come out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta I gotta get it. It, it dropped on Friday. You gotta mm-hmm. get it. Ooh. And so it's like a piece of history, especially that you have collected. And then it's like okay, well now it's dated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but that's this, why it has so much value. This is what I was gonna say though, as far as AMC and um, uh, oh, um, GameStop. People, for somehow, some way, and I won't get to, into the technical aspects, but that stock was killing it. And AMC is a dying brand, and GameStop is definitely a dying brand. Mm-hmm. And the reason why GameStop is a dying brand is because a lot of people are just buying digital. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like me, when I download my games, when I buy games, I'm not going to GameStop or Best Buy or anybody to buy the physical disc. I just download it. Right. So, I look at a lot of people are getting into stocks, and especially like cryptocurrency, and I won't dive deep into that. Um, Tune in to Earn Your Leisure for that type of talk. Oh, yeah. Just listen to that today. I listen to it all the time. Um, But there's this one stock that a lot of people that's just been buzzing. Uh, You know, of course, the cryptocurrency and um, Shiba. And it's really going up. And it made me think about something. Since I've been in the real estate slash mortgage business, mortgage slash real estate business, I remember when 9-11 happened. Remember when 9-11 happened? Mm-hmm. Interest rates shot down, like the lowest we've ever seen. And then it everybody was jumping into the mortgage business, selling mortgages, selling real estate. And um, I remember reading this one magazine called TheMortgageOriginator.com. It was an online magazine. And there were, you had the prime mortgages and then you had subprime. Subprime was kind of like my credit ain't the best mm-hmm. versus prime where it was kind of like I'm going to get the prime deal. Mm-hmm. Everybody was all over subprime, subprime, subprime. They had stuff where like now – Banks have, like, like as of 2008, 2010, banks really went back to traditional type of financing. Show me everything about you. Get naked. Financially naked in front of me. Now, I mean, back then, they had programs. I'll never forget. I became a broker. And um, <clears throat> we would get AEs, what we call AEs. We had, you should have sat down on the mic because you're about to get me off track. But we would have AEs come in. And talk about programs. AE is an account executive. And next thing you know, I heard this product called the Ninja, which stood for no income, no job assets. People, you can be a drug dealer and just get a loan. So all in all, I'm saying all that to say, I'm looking at a lot of people jumping on this stuff because COVID happened. And a lot of stuff is just booming. We don't know what's real. We don't know what's fake. And I just issued a warning like, yo, be careful in what y'all invest in. Because it looks good. To me, it's like a, it's kind of like a, 
economic bluff right now. Like, it appears to be good, but I remember what happened back in nine, after 9-11 happened. A lot of, same thing, we got COVID that happened. Economy is hurting. Money is becoming cheap. People are investing in stuff. And then next thing you know, something can crash and everybody goes broke. Like 2008. Yeah, we done been down that road. We done been down that road and I'm just looking like, I don't think stuff is going to crash like it did back then, but a lot of people are going to get hurt. A lot of people are going to get hurt. But that's not even a subject of what we want to talk about. Right, because I'm like, we didn't spend 16 minutes talking, and it don't have nothing to do with the topic. No, we were just talking. Well, I got a question. Mm-hmm. My question is, are godparents still relevant? Is godparenting still relevant? And the reason why I ask is because, you know, I have godparents. Mm-hmm. We are godparents. I'm a godparent. And... I just think about, like, what does that really mean? So, for example, I remember being younger and my dad saying one of his friends, James, was my godfather. You probably was like, who? Well, when I was younger, he would come around every now and then. But I ain't seen that man in 20, 30 years. He ain't called. He ain't sent no birthday card, no Christmas card, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of reflected upon my own God kids. And I'm like, when I was in high school, one of my mom's best friend's daughters, we grew up together. Well, she was a teen mom, and she asked me to be her daughter's godmother. And she even has my middle name. My goddaughter has my middle name. I didn't know that. But... I used to get her all the time when I was in high school. She was a fuss. She was a fussy one too. She had colic, and so she was always crying. But I had her all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe after her first or second birthday, I think I left. I had graduated high school by then. I had moved to a different city. Was in college. We kind of lost touch. To this day, she's grown now. You know what I mean. But to this day, that girl wouldn't know who I am. You know, mm-hmm. same is true with my best friend in college, Tiffany. Okay, that's what I thought you was just talking about. No, I ain't never heard this story. Yeah, I thought that's who you was talking no. about, was Tiffany. I had my, like I said, my mother's you best friend's daughter. In high school? Yes. Yeah, that's the problem right there. But go ahead. You know, she asked me. I'm like, okay, I'll be the guy, mom. Whatever. So, Tiffany and I met um, many years ago. Won't tell my age. But um, she got pregnant our freshman year of college, and she was like, will you be my, be my child's godmom? Yeah. Okay. Had him all the time. First couple years of his life, he was with me. If he went with his mom and dad, he was with me. It was like my baby. Well, she and I had some differences. Our lives were going in two different directions. We lost touch for a while. Mm-hmm. And he is now 20 years old, about to graduate from Ohio State. Now, he does know the me, Ohio the Ohio State. Yeah, Let me get it right. 
because, of course, my father and aunt are graduates of Ohio State, the Ohio State University. Um, He knows me, you know, and I've kept in contact. Well, I've kept track on him, tabs on him through his parents because I know his dad well, well, we went to college together and his mom and I, of course, kept in contact. So, but I'm, you know, fast forward, we have children. And, you know, they have godparents. Mm-hmm. My best friend, who has now passed away, um, she was the godmother, her and her husband. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I both know, sin kept them all the time. Mm-hmm. And even though she passed, he kept them. The goddad was mm-hmm. still very active, right? Mm-hmm. It's just maybe been in the last couple of years that they haven't seen him as much since the pandemic, like right before the pandemic. Yeah, because even that's like, hey, bring my babies over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, he's G-Dad, right? Mm-hmm. But. It was our, a little ironic. Him and Jade actually same, share a birthday, They too. share the same birthday, mm-hmm. right. But our kids have other guy parents, too. Oh, they do? Yeah. <laughs> they do. And it's like, they don't really know them. When they were younger, you know, it was like, here's a Christmas card, here's a birthday card, whatever. But you know, godparents ain't calling birthdays and checking in. And again, let me be clear, because I'm a godmother too, and I am do the best I need to do. So I'm not trying to put nobody down. I'm just trying to figure out if godparenting is something that is still really relevant. And so... Go ahead, and then I'm gonna tell you. I looked up you what meant, godparents. You mentioned mean. something earlier about going separate ways. So yes, exactly. So Go so here. so some people, for instance, at the time a baby is born, mm-hmm. I will. I'm willing to bet that in many cases, for instance, okay, for instance, us. When Jade and Noah was born, we was part of a certain church. Mm-hmm. So we chose the godparents based on the church that we, the, well, the relationship should, we had. The people around you. Yeah, the people that was around right. us. Right. So once we left that church, you know, we, we held on to the relationship. But then we still was going our separate ways. So it's like, we don't see each other as often. Mm-hmm. We're gathering new friends over here. Mm-hmm. Life is changing. Our careers is changing. Um, the kids are into different stuff, you know, whether it be soccer or volleyball or track or whatever the case may be. So your life just starts drifting. And then the godparent that you chose back then, they probably got a new job. They probably didn't left the church. You know what well, I'm, not and just I'm just saying? Spe- I'm just speaking in general sense. Sometimes people's lives kind of go separate ways. Right, and then, but again... And this is where it's not fair to the kids. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty too, right? Mm -hmm. But this is where it's not fair to the kids. Because when you look up the term godparent, now we know, like, I think in most religions, they get, the babies get baptized or dedicated Christian. Okay. So when you look up, when you look up the whole godparent. I was yawning, y'all. People were like, what the heck was that? I was yawning. 
And so I look it up, and it says, in the modern baptism of an infant or a child, the godparent or godparents make a profession of faith for the person of being baptized, the godchild. Mm-hmm. And they assume the obligation to serve as proxies for parents if the parents either are unable or neglect to provide for the religious training of the child and fulfillment mm-hmm. of blah, blah, blah. Okay. So then I'm like, well, what's the role of a godparent? The role of a godparent is to stay in contact with the child in some manner throughout life. Okay. So I always felt like when you ask somebody to be their godparent, mm-hmm. that that meant if something was to happen to me and you, that they're going to assume the responsibility to take care of our kids. I never looked at it that way. I did. I'm like, that's what I thought. Like, you're going to look out for my kids. Maybe not adopt my kids necessarily, but you're definitely going to play a strong role and step in in a way that we would as their godparents. I always, I never looked at it that way because I would think somebody in the family would be next in line. Like, for instance... Grandparents, but sometimes, aunt, aunts sometimes pam- family is our godparents too. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. can be aunts, uncles, you know, sisters, whatever. Also, are asked to be the godparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like some sort of like yeah, yeah. You're crazy. Some sort of responsibility that you assume in the event that we are unable to care for the child. Well, wasn't the original purpose of a godparent? To help, like, when it comes to a religious upbringing, like, especially in Christianity, I'm going to help you raise your kid in in the ways of Christianity. Right. In the ways of what we believe. Our faith. Yeah, in the ways of our faith. Right. So, you know, whether, I don't know, I don't know if that was a Christianity thing or just kind of like an American thing. Because, like, for instance, somebody that's a Buddhist. Do they believe in godparents? I don't know. You know what I mean? Or somebody that's a Muslim or, you know, what whatever their religion might be, do they look at it that way? Or was this like a Christian thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't want to start getting into religions because I'm a mess up because I might say one religion and they don't even, it doesn't even apply to them. That's, that's but the question. I know, that's but the question I know mark. in our case, being a Christian. Because you ask, what, you know, what is the role of a godparent? But right? I'm saying from a Christian godparenting, because mm-hmm. that's my experience, right? Mm-hmm. My my experience as being the godchild and my experience as being the godparent is from the religion of being a Christian, okay? So what I'm saying is, again, my expectations or assumptions are, because you can't always say family. Family, everybody's family dynamics are different. Some people feel like if I were to die, I don't want my parents to take my kids, right? Or I don't want my siblings to take care of my kids. Mm -hmm. But they have this godparent over here that I feel like exemplifies who we are as our kids' parents. And I would feel more comfortable in this couple over here to help raise our kids. Mm -hmm. That's your right. That's what you got to will and stuff to do, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's not always necessarily like the assumption is always the family is going to take kick in because I've seen a lot of situations where things happen. Both parents die, you know, it's, it's tragic, but,
But the family is like, I ain't about to raise so and so. I can't do that. Or I don't want to do that, right? I'm up for adoption. Oh, right. In some cases, they go in the foster system or, mm-hmm. up, you know, whatever. And so I guess for me, and I'm asking because we're, we have a new, our newest godchild mm-hmm. together. I think mm-hmm. this is our first godchild together. Yeah. Um, I've never been asked to be a godparent. Right. Before. And so it's like. I was so honored. But why Still, were you honored? Because I've never been asked before. But what do you, what, okay, so why did that make you feel like you were honored? Well, I remember when I was first asked, I had to think about it because I knew it was, I knew it was a responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and what I, did I say? This is a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you said it, I knew it was a responsibility because I didn't just want to say yes because, you know, we super cool and, you know, we real good with each other. We believe in the same thing. It was like, I want to say yes because I want to help. You know what help I mean? Help do what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. That's, that's what I I'm don't saying. know. Help do what? You know, now, now that you mention it, I really don't know. But and like you said, we got to do better. Um, but one, of the, I think one of the one of the difficulties in doing this is because of COVID. You know what I mean? Because he was born during COVID. Yeah, I mean exactly. And, and and COVID is tough because it's like he's young. You know, you don't you don't want to jeopardize anybody's health. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is just weird right now. It's weird. If it was, but I think if it was before, and then my our schedules too. This, our schedules is is what makes us just like, oh God, I don't want to be no raggedy guy parent. Right, right. You right. know what I'm saying? But this it's a legit thing. You're gone every weekend. I'm gone almost every weeknight, and so it's like. We want to spend quality time with him together mm-hmm. to for him to be a part of our family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the kids really take him. They take do. Him. They mm-hmm. like take on take him on as a little brother. So, but that's what I mean. It's like you agreed to be the guy parent. Why? To do what? Why? It's a darn good question. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like. Why do we choose? I feel like it was why do we ask people to be our kids' godparents? Like, really? Like, what? Are, what is the expectation? I know the way it was presented to me. You know, when I was asked, I hate when I say you know because I feel like I'm just looking for words. You know, um, um, you know, I say when I listen back, I'm like, dang, I said you know about twelve times. But I know what, when it was presented to me, it was because I have the same values. Um, I have a, already have a great family structure and having, having him see that not just with his family, his own family, but also with another family. Right. So it helps reinforce who he is in his upbringing, I should say. So I know that's the way it was presented to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so to hear that, that's why I say, I was honored. Like, man, that's how you see me? Like, I'm good enough to be your child's god. You know, we're good enough to be your child's godparents. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody's going to count your you know. Right. It's going to be a you know meter on here. <laughs> you know? Five. Six. Seven. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know? I don't know. <laughs> But see, for me, 
and I said it to you when you came. You talked to me, said, "Hey, you know, I've been asked to be a godparent. Mm-hmm. That means that makes us godparents." Mm-hmm. And I said, "The thing about it is, is that it's if we're gonna do this, let's be serious. Let's be serious." Because you know how busy you are. You know how busy I am. And it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Because I recognize the void in my own children. Right? They don't know their godparents. For real. And Well, they know one of them. Because they spend time. Well, they know one of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But even me, I have two godchildren that I'm not very close to. That I could do better. Is, at this point, would you just say had... I had them. <laughs> At <laughs> this point, would you just say they had like, God? They're like that ain't none of my dang God, Mama. Like y'all just done broke up. Yeah, I had. I used to have two mm-hmm. Godchildren. Okay, mm-hmm. they're doing well. I wish them great. Right? Mm-hmm. They got great parents, but I just felt like it's a huge responsibility. And how I see God parenting is it's a village. Yeah, it's an extension of the village, and that means that. When they when something's going on with school, we should be there. Mm-hmm. When something is going on with self esteem, we should be able to build build him back up. I will say the one of the greatest examples of a godparent that I have seen. Do you know who I'm going to mention? Who? Just take a wild guess. Who? I don't know. My mom. You know who her godchildren are? Oh yes, the Ponders. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic because I. I I, before this, before we started recording, I was texting with one of them. Mm-hmm. It's five girls, and um, my mom has been present in their life. I mean, the oldest right now is thirty. She's thirty one. So, what are some of the things that your mom has done? Oh my god! I mean, my mom and their mom are very good, mm-hmm. which helps. Because, like you said, when people go in different directions, and they have maybe went in, that they have went in different directions, but my mom has all the people that my mom take in, she takes in, mm-hmm. and I think that's that old school stuff. Yeah, you know, I think that's that old school. So they have never lost contact, and I and, and to this day, like I have known them since they were born, mm-hmm. all of them, all of them, every single one of them. And it, through all the highs and the lows in life, she's been consistent. My mom has They know been, that she they can pick up the phone and call her. She's going to be she there. Can just go, they can just go knock on the door and walk in the house. Like, that's what they're still there this, to this day. Yeah. So they call village. me Big Guy Bro. So today, one of them texts me, hey, what's up? How you doing? Da, da, da. I feel bad. Pardon me because I had them over for dinner, but this was before COVID. I had all five of them over. They came over for dinner. We sat there. We talked. We laughed. And I told them I'm going to have them over again. But my schedule has just been crazy. Um, but. But you can still pick up the phone and call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 sometimes. And text. hmm And one of them, she hit me up today. Hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. Um, and, you know, we was right, literally right before we started recording, I was texting one of them. And, um. That I would say that my mom has been a great example of what a godparent should look like. Mm-hmm. Like I can honestly say that because she has been there for them consistently through the thick and the thin. You know, twelve. Um, I just said you know. <laughs> I, I'm trying to catch myself. 
Even one of them just graduated from Ohio State. I went to the graduation thing. I didn't go to the graduation because you couldn't have that many people. But I did go to the party. Right. Hey, thank you for coming. I like. So I will say that's a great example. Showing up, supporting, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Acknowledgement. But I'll be honest, because I did not, I've chosen my godparents. I've chosen my own godparent. Your own? My own. You just say, "Oh, you're gonna be my godparent." No, I've I've chosen my godparent. So, How for do you example, do that? so for you example, came out the womb like no, Ew. no, not as a child, but Ew. more as a teenager and as an adult, I've been able to choose so my these own are, godparents. These godparents are like adopted godparents. These are my these are foster godparents. Yes, and they do a great job. Who? So, well, when I was in grade school it was a lady that I was very cool with and she was just gorgeous and but she was so nice and she always treated me so kind so this is a past godparent because she I don't know who this lady is <laughs> she moved to out the she doesn't live here anymore but when's we, the last time you talked to her uh a couple years now what's a couple years a couple years like two years yeah she lives like Northern Ohio. But anyway. Man, I thought you but, were about to say she moved to like Alabama or no, like but, states away. She moved 12 minutes away? She don't live 12 minutes away. Okay, But 45. anyway, we, we kind of touch base, keep in contact. But she was really instrumental to me when I was like in grade school. I mean, she always so checked on me. So was she a guy parent or was she more of a mentor? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like she was, she kind of took me in. You're that type of person that go to Columbus and say, I'm out of town. <laughs> I am. <laughs> if I'm not in my zip down code, the street. I'm out of town. Cut it out. But she took me in. and she Columbus taught, is only an hour away from my show. She taught yeah. me a lot of things like about personal care, how to take care of myself. But I was able to talk to her. I was able to like just do a lot of things, right? Well, when I moved to Dayton um, and came to college – couple years being here i went you know found a church home right Mm -hmm. and soon as i walked in the door my childhood's best friend's aunt whoa 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 my childhood Mm -hmm. best friend Mm -hmm. her aunt okay was at the church and she was the greeter at the door okay did she have on white gloves she did not (laughs) she gave you some tissue so when I seen her, I was like, oh, my God, because I remember her, you know, she lived up here. We live in Cincinnati. So I remember her visiting. Like when I would be over at my friend's house, I would see her. You know what the crazy thing was? What? Who this lady is? What? She was my next door neighbor as a baby. That's crazy. She literally, now I ain't talking about three, four houses down, the very next house. It's crazy. Like just a small Yo child, And we didn't even live in the same city. You no. grew up in Cincinnati. I grew up in Dayton. Yes. Your childhood best friend, aunt, stayed next door to me mm-hmm. as a baby. And as soon as I walked in the church, she was the first person I saw. Blew me away. Blew me away. So we kept. Did you know that she lived next door to me? Yeah, I remember. I remember okay. saying that. So we, you know, she like immediately took me in because she recognized I wasn't home. Like, I'm in a city that's a new city and I don't have parents or family here. Mm-hmm. Right. So she, your parents is only 30 minutes away in the next city, but go ahead. It don't matter. They not here. So, um, she took me in and, um, 
always checked on me, made sure I was good, come over, have dinner, whatever, you know, what do you need, whatever. So it was a point in my adult life where I reached, where my family hit a rough patch, I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for more of a motherly support. And my mom was still around, but it was just like we had hit this patch in life and I needed more support that she that my mom could give me at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I remember being like, will you be my guy, mom? I asked her. Are you my daddy? <laughs> Babe, shut up. I said, will you be my guy, mom? Meaning, and what my expectation of that, of her was. You know, somebody that I could talk to, somebody that can give me motherly advice, somebody that could pray with me, support me through different things, um, encourage me, you know, like things that I was missing. And I mean, she took her assignment seriously. And to this day, we talk at least at least twice a month, if not more than that. Um, And, you know, like I know. When I need Artia, Artia is front and center, mm-hmm. period. No doubt, no question. She didn't been through her own challenges, but she makes sure she show up. She does. She so. is the one when um <laughs> we didn't have no hot water. Yep, they that wrote drove us a her crazy. They she wrote us a check for um fifteen hundred dollars to get our. We didn't have a. We needed our 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 electric bill was behind and our hot water was off, and that drove her nuts. Mm-hmm. She did not like. I mean, she. I never told her so she can do anything about it. It was just like, hey, it's where we at right now. Yeah, I remember that. That was what, like 2007, eight? No, it was before Jay. Well, before Jay. Also about 2006, Six. 2007. Mm-hmm. And she was like, here, you go take that, take care of that and get your stuff on. Like she, when I had postpartum with Jay, she was at the house. Come on, get yourself together. This is what we're going to do. She prayed over me. She cooked me meals. She was there. She sure did cook some meals. It was another time she came and cooked some meals. I don't remember what it was for. She she is front and center. Yeah, every she graduation. Is. She is. Every celebration. When she, like a couple months ago, I had an um, article in the paper, and she come calling me like, did you see this article today? I just read your article. And I'm like, what article are you talking about? Because they published it like later than I expected. Mm-hmm. So I forgot about it. She then clipped it out, sent it to me in the mail, like front and center. Front and center. And so sometimes I think we, I guess the, the moral of the story is, is that maybe we should not determine our children's godparents, their village, you know, based off of who we are in association hey, with yo, at the time. Yo, you you sum that up like a preacher. Like, hey. <laughs> uh, that, that's, no, when you said it, I was like, that clicked. Like, you 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 might be right. Maybe we should not. You know, maybe that's, that's a, a good point. Maybe that's a tradition that we, you know, just do because it's a tradition. But maybe it's not effective. And so. It, it, I ain't going to say it's not effective. We probably looking at it from our standpoint because when I look at my mom, I mean, she, it's true. she has been effective the, the, ever since some kids. Was the born. idea of it, right, is good in the sense that it's an extension of a village. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that that African proverb that it takes a village to raise a child, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes you a, a family is small. You know what I mean? Like you might not have like you ten siblings. 
you may only have you may be the only child and so it's like I need an additional circle of people to help me to raise up my children in the way that I want them raised right right? right, right. so it's like the idea of it is good but the the way that we make the selection may be more emotional because it's like oh these my friends these my best friends these are my people that I'm rocking with so I'm gonna ask them to be in my child's life and play this role when the reality is y'all may not be friends forever and then what happens with their relationship with the kids? And that's why I feel like no matter what goes on with adults, kids shouldn't be impacted. And so that's when you talk about everybody can't be the uncle and the auntie. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at Tariq on Power. Dude, Ghost and Tommy was going through some stuff. Even through all of that, Tariq still called him uncle. But, yeah, go I can. Will you stay focused? No, that's true. It is true. But I'm just saying kids should not be you know collateral in your you know are we still friends are we not still friends are we close friends are we associates like kids shouldn't be impacted in that Mm -hmm. and so um it's just like is this should it still be a thing (laughs) because i'm like i'm like trying to like should it still be a thing you know and maybe again culturally i know some cultures like it's big and yep. they and they really ride that thing out, but it's like I think there needs to be some definitions and some conversations when well, people th- are talking about being godparents. This is where I would love to hear from our listeners. Like <laughs> I said, like not your note. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to hear from our listeners. I would really love to hear from you all in the SoundCloud comments. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts around being godparents? Because this this is a very I've the reason why I started off with the stock stuff because I didn't know how far this godparent <laughs> stuff was gonna go. Oh, you so wrong. I didn't. I didn't. I was like, is this gonna is this gonna be a twelve minute conversation? So I need to <laughs> put a little you need filling to trust in. Your partner. I need to I need to fill this in a little bit. But I would love to hear from our SoundCloud and our iTunes and Amazon and everybody that's listening. I would love to hear from you all to see what your thoughts are around this. Because I can't, and, I can't sum this up and say this is how it should be. No, I, it's I don't not. Know. But it's like, I will be curious too to find out how many people are still in friendship or relationship with their child, their children's godparents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is like, or and and you, if you have godparents, do you know who they are? Do you still talk to them? Are you my daddy? Do you have a godparent? It's a darn good question. If I do, I don't know. I'm just saying. But see. So even as adults, are we still in relationship with our godparents? And then are our children's godparents still present? You know what? I'm so sorry. Why would I say that? Why would I say? Who's I don't, your godparent? Miss Fanny. Oh, well, she's deceased. But she's yeah. just, oh, my God. Now, she godmothered me. She God. That's right. Mom did say that was your grandma. Uh, right. I don't know. Oh, I feel so bad. Like I don't. I'm thinking about somebody that's and living. Fanny right. and slapped you in the head. Oh, when I say I love Miss Fanny Carpenter. As a matter of fact, her. <laughs> I love Miss Fanny Carpenter. Um, like she's my own mom. I mean, because my mom was working, and I stayed with Miss Fanny. After school, the bus would drop me off. Because she stayed on the same street, just in a different neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Residence Park. She lived in Westwood. 
So I had to cross Gettysburg to get to her house. Anybody that knows anything about Dayton, Oak Ridge was kind of a long street that stretched over, you know, two different sections. Residence Park is where I grew up. She was in Westwood. And after work, I mean, after um, school, I would go to her house. I mean, I loved her so much that when I got of age, I used to, one thing, my first entrepreneurial um, endeavor was taking my dad's lawnmower and cutting people's grass and getting paid. Mm -hmm. I would buy my own clothes. When I cut her grass, I wasn't charging her. It was like I... Like, I wouldn't charge my mom. But Miss Fanny, I've heard wonderful stories about Miss oh, Fanny. Man. But Miss Fanny, you know, number one, made sure your mother had the kids taken care of so she can go to school. Your mom was trying mm-hmm. to go back to school, get mm-hmm. her master's degree, I think. Mm-hmm. And so she understood your mom was working during the day, trying to go to school in the evenings. And so she kicked in at that village to make sure your homework was done, mm-hmm. made sure that you was fed made sure you was bathed but and you know, everything. And the pre- probably the reason why I said I couldn't think of who my godparent is, because I never called her godmom or anything like that. She was, I called, I referred to her as Miss Fanny, but she was really a second mom to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I spent every day of the school, you know, every Monday through Friday at her house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she would cook for me. And I, one of my favorite stories about her is you couldn't be sick around her because she's from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people from the South got remedies for everything. So if you got a sniffle or a cold, she had that. She had this jar of jalapenos. You never took, she never took any jalapenos out of it. Or I don't even know if there was jalapenos. It was just hot peppers. Mm-hmm. Probably like cayenne. It was green. She would Probably take chili peppers. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wasn't chilly. You was sweating. Hmm. But she would take a teaspoon of that pepper juice, give it to you. That was it. (laughs) Your cold was over that day. She would make you sweat it out. She would give you just one teaspoon of this pepper. That's probably what you need to start doing with the kids. Get some of that real. It worked. That's you. So when you think about me and why I don't know how to take medicine to this day, it's stuff like that. That to this day, and my dad was very natural. My dad was herbal everything. Right. So, so she was like that second home. She was. She when you walked in her door, you didn't feel like a guest. You felt like you was at home. And and when you like I said, me and my sister would joke because she would throw. She didn't make. Well, dang, we we kind of old, I guess. Toasters wasn't a big thing. She made the best toast. Oh, you put that toast with that butter in that oven. Oh. Oven butter toast to this day still slaps. But then again, she's from Alabama. And the meals that she would prepare was just simple. And when I laugh at Chris Rock, because he would talk about Tessum. Our Tessum was that, that it was this jar. This jar didn't even go in no cabinet. It was on the table. It was like decoration on the table. Like, (laughs) You don't even think about getting sick. You'd be like, sniffles, your snot just go back up in your nose. Like, <laughs> I ain't sniffling. I ain't sniffling. I'm good. I mean, and she was just home remedy. I mean, she reared me really like a second mom. Mm-hmm. So that's why I never looked at her like a guy mom, even though she really was. But she was like a second mom to me. That I love. And I'm sure she got on your case when she needed to. Oh, what? And she praised you when you were doing well. You oh. know, it's, it's that extended Village. I, you know, I remember little things like brushing my teeth, how she would tell me how to clean out the sink after brushing my teeth. 
how to wash my. I remember those little things that she did. So, yeah. I had one. Yep. Well, you had an active one as a child. That was cool. Very, super active. Yeah. Somebody that I seen every day. And when I got old enough, I would still go see her. That's cool. Then she passed and my heart was broke. Like, darn. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what people's stories are. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want to hear from y'all on this We one. really do. I mean, I think we should have asked a couple people in our own circle. Like, we should have talked to mom, your mom. About her godchildren, like just just how she took on the assignment. Like you can always do a part two. I mean, I'm just curious to be like, when she was asked, what did that mean? Like, what was that interpretation for her? You know, and I and I, I think that's really what it boils down to is that there's this assumption that when you ask, you just know what to do, right? She but there's a, probably already knew what to do. Very sad. <laughs> But I think there's a certain set of expectations, right, that people have that are not communicated. Like I asked you, what does that mean? And you're like, I don't know. So, like, we need to go back to our youngest guy, child, and be like, uh, what are y'all expecting from us, right? Because it's like, what we don't want to, like, fail the expectations. Right. right. Honestly. And it's like, but that that you know, what I just be thinking like, and this ain't no excuse. This is not a this is not an excuse. One thing that you mentioned is we have we both have very busy lifestyles, me and you, and it's, not just us, but a lot of people. Stupid busy, like, but a real. lot of people do. They do a lot of pe- our generation. I don't. I don't. I was in a lot of people's houses, but. I will say I don't recall hearing and growing up knowing people who was working the way that we work because a, that that generation you got off. You work one job, you got off. Maybe you work two, but it was boundaries. We work constant. We work. Con- when I say constant, because now constant. we got these devices that Ugh. you know, if we ain't physically somewhere, we shooting the emails. Oh my god, we on the phone talking to people. We haven't. Zoom meetings and yada yada but yada. But you and I, I mean, like literally, easy seven days a week. Like, oh what? Seven days. What? And you feel like you're in the negative, like it's an eighth day somewhere. I'm tired right now. For real. I'm weekend, just saying, like, my weekend was not. But that's where we have to like pull, even like for our relationships, like our couples' relationships and stuff that we have. It's like pull out the schedule, y'all. Pull out the calendars. Let's just go ahead and put some dates on the calendar. Let's just put them out there. And, and so it's it like in. it's like being that deliberate and intentional to be like, look, if it ain't on the calendar, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because people, you know, things used to be easier. We used to be like, "What you doing this weekend? I Nothing. Have, Come I, over." I have gotten better about being on that calendar because. I will block it. I will block out certain days, and then a certain corporation hit me up and say, "We got twenty five hundred dollars for you." And I be like, "Negro, listen." You remember that weekend? It was like, "We got twenty five hundred dollars for you." You was like, "I would have drove you there." You no, you was like, "So, so you you ain't gonna do it?" I was like, "No, we committed to this already." You was like, "You sure you don't want to do it?" I'm like, "I I I'm really trying to get to the point where I'm like not." canceling people out for money 
it's tough though because in certain seasons of your life it's like hey don't turn down nothing but your collar but mm-hmm. then on other seasons it's like mm, we kind of good we kind of straight so yeah pass it you know what i mean but it, it definitely takes communicating you know with your partner to understand like where are we and just make a decision together mm-hmm. and i mean i will say that that's something that we've gotten better on you've gotten better on to say hey this is what's going on. This is what I've been asked to do. What do you want me to do? You know, are you okay with me doing this? And most of the time I'm like, yeah, cool. It's only certain occasions where I'm like, Negro, I ain't playing with you. I said, don't book nothing on this date. Yeah, no, you that, know. And if I lock it in, sometimes I'll be like, yo. And I'll be like, babe, seriously. Yo. Or I might be like, well, what time is it done? <laughs> 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 what time is it going to be over I'll meet with? y'all afterwards. Can we make it work? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I, yeah, more than anything, anybody, please let us know. I want to know about your guy parenting, yeah. and I want to know about your guy parents. Right. Okay? Yeah. The ones who, who got parented you, and if you're a guy parent, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because what you asking the question, I don't know. I don't know what a guy. What does that role and responsibility look like? Or what is it supposed to look like? Something? Do you just craft it to? Be? Or are you just there, just in case you need me, call me? Yeah. Are you on standby in life? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, but then how do you build relationship and connection with the kids? I don't know. I don't know. Love to hear from the people. Love okay. to hear from the people. So, thank y'all so much as always for listening. Um. I think this is this is a good one. I, I'm over here like my head is twisted. Like, yeah. Hey. I'm DJ Doris E. And I'm Maya Dorsey. And this is another edition of the Dorsey Den Podcast. My voice is tired. And I'll holla at y'all. Until next time. Holla on the smooth jams. Bye boy. <laughs>